Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Maura Z and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, December 31st, 2018. And today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and we are on page XXIII, forward to the fourth edition. And we will be reading all four paragraphs. Today's readers are Elaine H., 12 Steps, Marcia M., 12 Traditions, and Craig F., Carmela G., and Allison L. are the readers of the text. Newcomer greeter for the end of the meeting is Leslie M., and the second hour host is Lisa L.B. Thank you all for checking in. The reference number for yesterday, Sunday, 30 December, 12,359, 12359. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Elaine H., would you please read the 12 steps of OA? Hi, yes. Um... This is the Age, and these are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted that we were powerless over food, that our lives would become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision, excuse me, to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, Promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Elaine H. And Marcia M., would you please read the 12 Traditions of OA? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good morning. 
The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. This is uh, Marcia Montaigne. I'm sorry, Marcia M. from Bloomington, Minnesota. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me do service, and I pass. Marcia, thank you for service. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two or four from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirements for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, please let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We are in the forward to the fourth edition on page XXIII. We will be reading all four paragraphs, ending on page XXIV. And Craig F., would you begin reading for us today? I sure will. Thank you very much. For your service. This is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and here's the forward to the fourth edition. This fourth edition of Alcoholics Anonymous, in quotes, came off the press in November 2001 
at the start of a new millennium. Since the third edition was published in 1976, worldwide membership of AA has just about doubled to an estimated 2 million or more, with nearly 100,800 groups meeting in approximately 150 countries around the world. Literature has played a major role in AA's growth, and a striking phenomenon of the past quarter century has been the explosion of translations of our basic literature into many languages and dialects. In country after country where the AA seed is planted, it has taken root, slowly at first, then growing by leaps and bounds when literature has become available. Currently, Alcoholics Anonymous has been translated into 43 languages, and that's asterisk to my book with a footnote that says in 2016, Alcoholics Anonymous is in 69 languages. As the message of recovery has reached large numbers of people, it, it has also touched the lives of a vastly greater number of suffering alcoholics. When the phrase, we are people who normally would not mix, which is <clears throat> on page 17 of this book, was written in 1939, it referred to a fellowship composed largely of men and a few women with quite similar social, ethnic, and economic backgrounds. Like so much of AA's basic text, these words have proved to be far more visionary than the founding members could have ever imagined. The stories added to this edition represent a membership whose characteristics of age, gender, race, and culture have widened and have deepened to encompass virtually everyone the first 100 members could have hoped to reach. While our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message, Sweeping changes in society as a whole are reflected in new customs and practices within the fellowship. Taking advantage of technological advances, for example, AA members with computers can participate in meetings online, sharing with fellow alcoholics across the country or around the world. In any meeting anywhere, AA share experience, strength, and hope with each other in order to stay sober and help other alcoholics. Modem to modem or face to face, AA speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. Okay. Um, the thing that, that pops out to me the most about this uh, um, uh, forward is that, uh, uh, that they're, they're talking about how the program, the, the movement has grown, the program's grown, and it's reach so many more people and and um you know it's it's easy sometimes to uh mix the mix the the uh uh message with the method and you know uh, we live in a wonderful glorious technical age where th this online meeting was not e we didn't even uh uh think about this uh, 18 years ago because even if you had a cell phone, um, you didn't have, you, most of us didn't have free long distance. Uh, we had restricted long distance minutes if we did. And to call in on a meeting like this uh, on a landline would have been, you know, for and sit and talk for an hour or two hours would have been prohibitively expensive uh, in the 90s. Uh, so, uh, this 
these phone meetings have, have exploded and they've exploded the mission uh, just like even more than uh, than computers and, and modems did. But we but um, it's the message that has caused that has caused the growth, not not the I think not the technology, not the tool. You know, the computer, the, the tool, the book is a tool. Uh, but if the book's message wasn't as powerful as it was, it, it still wouldn't cause the kind of growth that it's caused. And 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 the message has remained the same from the very beginning. We we've we've got the same message today that we had in the 30s. Uh, you know, uh, put put down the food, uh, uh, clean house, help others, trust God. And you know the the instructions on how to do that are. Are uh, specific through here. They're 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 uh, uh, enlightening if we look for them. If we uh, if we uh, work them, uh, we we can become recovered, and uh, that hasn't changed. So uh, it, it's wonderful that it's reaching more people through translations and technologies and and uh, and, and the just the, the organic spread of the message is the more people have it, the more people share it, the more people get it. Um, but again, it comes back to how powerful that message is. And, and that, that message is, is powerful. It is in my life and I think in most of yours. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you. Thank you, Craig F. Spot on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. So we have read the entire uh, fourth forward to the fourth edition from XXIII to XXIV. And if you give me your name one time with your last initial, I'll repeat it back to you. Who would like to share? Star one. Lisa D. Belinda D. Lisa B. Belinda D. Kim G. Beth W. Beth W. Jason K. I think. Tina S. Tina S. Magdalena W. We'll stop there. Magdalena W. I hope I spelled that right. Okay, I have Lisa B., Kim G., Beth W., Jason K., Tina S., and Magdalena W. If you're not Lisa B., would you please press star 1 to mute your phone? Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and thank you, Maura, for your service. I just read these last night with a sponsee, and um, I really loved everything I heard from our, our reader this morning. And, you know, I'm reminded that when this fourth edition came out, um, that we actually lost from copyright issues the uh, symbol of Alcoholics Anonymous, of the circle and the triangle in the circle. And it really helped me to understand what that symbol meant. It was an important symbol to Bill Wilson. And um, this symbol is um, the three-sided triangle recovery, which is found in, of course, the first 164 pages of the big book and the doctor's opinion. And that treats the mind through the 12 steps. And then service. Service is found in carrying the message, and I was taught that that treats my spirit, and I love that. That that is so important to me. I love anything that can treat my spirit because this is a spiritual malady. And then the other side of the triangle is unity, 
um, and that is, of course, found in the fellowship. And we lost that, you know, that symbol. And then the circle is the promise that if I take action in these three areas, I can become whole. And I need to be reminded of that, that of the, the three different parts of the program, all of them, you know, all of them, and not to just hide out in the fellowship and confuse that with the program. And then the other thing um, that I need to be reminded of when I was reading this fourth edition with you guys is that it's not about my sharing my um, opinions or even my knowledge or my relief. It's not about sharing momentary glimpses of relief, which often gets um, carried in the message of the tools, you know, but it's really about the message of freedom, and that's the message of depth and weight and really understanding the alcoholism, the allergy of the body, and the hopelessness. I need to be so clear in that hopelessness and then um, understanding that my mind will always take me back to the food or the alcohol unless I get recovered in my mind. So, and that comes through the 12 steps. And I'm so grateful for this meeting, this phone meeting that they mentioned here. I guess they talk about a modem meeting, but we have here a phone meeting. And I never would have thought in a million years that I would ever find anything in a phone meeting. I probably judged it and thought that's ridiculous. But this phone meeting carries a message of depth and weight. And that's what got me recovered in OA and then eventually experiencing the true recovery in my alcoholism. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa B. Kim G., it's your turn, followed by Beth W. Good morning, Mara. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G., a recovered compulsive every year from South Jersey. I just thought language of the heart always hits my heart. You know, you know, my personal experience, I've been in OA since 94, is that often what I shared in meeting was the language of the disease. You know, often I, I heard in meetings, junior therapy. You know, the whole share it or wear it drunkologues. And what a difference it is when you're in a healthy Overeaters Anonymous meeting and you hear that language of the heart. You know, I, you know, I think of step 12 where it says, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps, we try to carry this message. So it's really letting us know that I have to have that spiritual awakening in order to carry this message. You know, and that comes by 10 and 11. You know, if they wanted us to sponsor at step three or at step five, they would have numbered them differently. You know, um, I think to myself also that on the third edition, it talked about sharing experience, strength, and hope, and that's different than carrying the message. So if I'm at step three, I can share my experience with step one and two. If I'm at step five, you know, call the still suffering. Tell them the freedom of those fifth step promises. And even if I'm in step one, I'm still in the food. You can share a podcast or share phone numbers with people that are recovered and talk about what you're learning in that step one experience. You know, to me, this is the difference between frothy emotional appeal and a message of death and weight. And that's what a healthy Overeaters Anonymous meeting can bring, is a message of death and weight. Just again, my experience, you know, I, I really worked the program of fellowships, opinions, and slogans for the first 17 years. And what happened was I did the OA walks of steps one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, and then I would relapse. But eight years ago when I was battered, when I was beaten into a state of reasonableness by the food, and I came into a meeting that was carrying the language of the heart, a message of depth and weight, and I was discouraged. I thought, I've done these steps hundreds of times. It doesn't, it's not going to work for me. And someone confronted me lovingly and said, 
You know what, Kim? These steps have worked for alcoholics, drug addicts, compulsive readers, sex addicts, gamblers. What makes you think you're so gosh darn special it won't work for you? And I went back and I did the big book according to the directions as opposed to according to opinions and how I wanted to do it. And six weeks I recovered. And I'm just going to end with this, that recovering, when I said that for years, that meant me. It meant me doing the pool only. It meant temporary respite. And now I am recovered, which means that God is doing for me what I cannot do for myself, and I experience freedom. So that is what I learned. I, today I know that I can experience permanent recovery as long as I continue to do these steps on a daily basis. But I also understand that if I do not do these steps, I'm probably three or four days away from a relapse. And that then I pass. Thank you, Kim G. Beth W., it's your turn, followed by Jason K. Hi, this is Beth W. from North Dakota. I was um, really moved this morning to speak, and um, which is unusual for me, but I wanted to say AA speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. And um, that's, what I, that's what I hear when I call into this, mess, this line. I, I, too, was um, surprised and probably judgmental about a phone meeting and um, surprised to find... Um, a message of depth and weight here. And we are people who would normally not mix. I mean, I, I talk daily to people from across the country between talking with my own sponsor and my sponsees. And there would be no reason for me to know these people. And yet, um, because of a meeting over the phone, I do. And, and the message is, is, full of love and heart and love and tolerance. And, and it's a message of power that, that people can recover from this disease um, and do it with a program that is, is simple, that if we follow the steps, if I follow the steps as it's laid out, which I had not done before um, and could not get recovered before and could not, um, and I had not heard that um, so clearly um, in Alcoholics Anonymous, and I had done that for a while and still was struggling and, and because I was still eating and I didn't realize that I was, I was an addict. And, um, and I heard this very simple message and super clearly, and um, my life is changing, and I'm so super grateful. And every morning I get up and I, I dial this number and I, um, I call in, and it's uh, a new day. And I do this one day at a time, and I'm super grateful. Um, and I'm and I'm grateful that this year is ending and a new year is is dawning, and and every day is just one day. But um, I'm glad to be here with you all of you, and that's all I have. Thanks. I'll pass. Thank you, Beth W. Jason K. It's your turn, followed by Tina S. Good morning. This is Jason Kay, um, recovered uh, compulsive eater and bulimic outside of Philadelphia. And when I read about the fellowship and the fellowship growing, um, I just have to um, check in with my gratitude about being a part of this. And I have to check my ego because part of me wants to be in charge of this and part of me wants, uh, part of my mind will separate myself from everybody here and, and think about how I'm different. And um, so for me to be a part of this today, um, one among many uh, is 
something I'm grateful for. And I, I also try to think of gratitude as action. So can I show my gratitude with action by carrying the message, reaching out to newcomers, um, sharing on this meeting, but also sharing with others that this meeting exists. Um, when I read the line, our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message, that to me is just so important. And that's why, um, and I kind of see that as going hand in hand with any of these you know, new customs and practices. Like in one hand, there's this, you know, our world as it is. And then the other hand is the integrity of this AA message. And to me, those go hand in hand um, together. And I think that uh, coming to this meeting and hearing about some history and hearing about how people practice this message out of the big book, I, I get very interested in the integrity of this message. What does this text say? Um, what are these specific, precise, clear-cut directions laid out in this book? Uh, and then the other thing I heard recently was sharing experience, strength, and hope in, in love or with love. And to me, you know, this message, uh, we share it, we share it out of uh, out of love uh, as an offering as an invitation and uh, to me that's really powerful that that this is the work of of love of trying to share a spiritual experience to share how you know god how higher power has touched our life and and to me there's like an itch to give that away and that that to be of service and to to share that and that's how that experience really grows and magnifies and i don't always like experience strength and hope because I like to think about um, you know, sharing how we work the 12 steps, how the 12 step practices, the spiritual toolkit laid at our feet has affected us, has affected our life, and has affected our recovery. So I, I, I don't always like the exact wording of this, but I think our strength and our hope comes from actually working the, the 12 steps. And then I'll finish with the language of the heart and now its power and simplicity. You know, four words, four, four phrases came up for me vulnerability you know, laying ourselves out there, truth, the truth of uh, who we are as compulsive eaters and the truth of our recovery, hope, you can recover, and in love, we're here to offer this to you free of charge, free of charge for fun and for free in the saddle pack. Thank you, Jason Kay. Tina S., it's your turn, followed by Magdalena W. <clears throat> Excuse me, Thanks, Tina me. S., it's free your turn. Thanks so much for your service. Tina S. Recovered Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. Wow. Some great stuff this morning. So grateful to be on the line. And, uh, you know, I too am of the same thought that the method may change, but the message stays the same. And that's been my experience over the past 30 years. And and I am so grateful. You know, I uh, went to a uh, a face-to-face -face meeting yesterday morning and as I you know I moved away from that area but I still go go to those meetings and uh you know I was reflecting when I was driving I don't know why but I guess because it's the end of the year but about my uh, of my journey and I remember when I first came into program I didn't have a car I didn't have a job I didn't have a place to live and, and today I have all those things and that's not what the uh wonderful, fabulous thing has been in my life. But what I have what I have today is a transformation of my soul and my heart. And that comes about through the twelve steps of, of Alcoholics Anonymous. I was reading uh, daily meditations this morning and and, it and uh, Voices of Recovery says, Oh 
on December the 31st, a life of sane and happy usefulness is what we are promised as the result of working the 12 steps. And that has happened in my life and continues to happen. And and the reason it continues to happen and that it's been shared is because I continue to do this. I get up in the morning, you know, and, and I invite my God in and, and I try to do the best that I can today. And, and I talk to another alcoholic. I talk to another compulsive eater and, and I try to be of service and I get so much in return. You know, I get so much. And, I, and also, you know, the language of the heart and all its power and simplicity. Wow, how wonderful is that? The power and simplicity. And I can complicate the hell out of all kinds of stuff. But if I keep it simple, I follow these specific directions, I have a life beyond my wildest dreams. That is what is promised, and that is what I get. And not always do the extenuating circumstances change, but my heart and my soul change, and I change. There's a transformation in me that I can do anything today as long as I am sober and abstinent. And, and I believe that wholeheartedly. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Caught me off guard there, Tina. Magdalena W., it is your turn, and then we'll open it up. Hello, did you, um, it's Magdalena W., did you just say my name? I missed it. I did. Thank you. Oh, thank you. From the UK, um, recovered and recovering uh, from this um, illness. Uh, yeah, I want to come on the line today to just be very grateful as the year turns, uh, being in the UK, that here is this meeting because of this fellowship and this membership and this message of depth and weight that's from the heart is here for me three times a day on the end of a phone. And um, for that, I am so grateful for everybody who is part of it and who does service. In my part of the UK at the moment, there isn't a face-to-face meeting that has this um, potential for recovery yet. Um, maybe that's something for the new year to think of. Um, but yeah, I would say huge gratitude. I came into a vision in May and worked the steps um, with such support from people on the line, you know, being able to call and both give and receive experience, strength, hope, 10 steps, outreach. And that fellowship remains in the special editions I can listen to to help my recovery. And also, you know, that I'm able to give in my recovery by helping others. So um, I'm sorry I haven't seen the reading today. I'm out, haven't got a big book, don't know what you read, something from the foreword, but um, just marking my gratitude and hope for the new year. Thank you very much. I'll pass. Thank you, Magdalena W. Okay, so what we have read today is the forward to the fourth edition, starting on page XXIII, read through four paragraphs, the entirety of the, of the forward, and we ended on page XXIV. And if you'd like to share, please give me your first name and last initial. Larry K. I didn't hear any of that. Larry K. Okay. Robin Robin. Robin, somebody. Katie G. Got you, Katie. Mary M. Somebody M. Karen M. Karen M. Vinnie. Mary. 
Vinnie P, Leah M, and we will stop there. Okay, I hope I got this right. I got Larry K, Robin, you'll give us your last initial, Katie G, Karen M, Vinnie T, and Leah M. <clears throat> Larry K, good morning. And if you're not Larry K, please press star one because somebody is crumpling something very loud. God bless you. Good morning, Larry K. Good morning, Maura. Thanks for your service. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, yeah, this thing, you know, it's interesting um, that this thing has grown the way it has over this period of time. And, um, you know, it's, it's, there's nothing, there's no magic. There's no magic. Why, why did the steps work? And why has this grown? Uh, this, grow, this is growing because people are getting well. You know, when we do the work to become something different rather than to get something we want, we begin to experience a change of heart and, and we become transformed. And there's, there's no magic here. There's no, uh, it's not a shell game. It's not a, there's no parlor tricks in the house here, right? We're, we're brought into the presence of God. And here's the thing, a person who is brought into the presence of God as a result of this work, of these steps, is going to be different, right? It's going to be a different person from that point forward. Something miraculous happens when people are brought into alignment with the higher power of their own understanding. And the purpose of the work and the steps is not to fool God. Not to fool the higher, higher power into thinking that we're worthy of a change. There's no, you know, there's no, there's no moral, uh, you know, test you have to take. I, I'm glad that this was a, a merciful God and not a God of justice. Perhaps we become, you know, perhaps the, the purpose of the steps is to become the changed heart that we seek. See, and I didn't get that. Ask anyone who's changed as a result of the steps. We feel different about ourselves. And we feel different about the world for having gone through the experience. We're no longer immersed in the steps to get some change. Rather, we share the change God molded in us. We, we chopped the wood. We did the work as best we could. And God did the changing. And it's not a spectator sport. You can't, you, you can't sit on the sidelines. You know, we're not invited to sit back and watch the performance. Although the performance, it's fun to watch. I love to hear the performance. But I got to get in the game. I got to pick up my instrument here, right? And I got to do some work. And I, I needed to stop treating this higher power of Santa Claus. There, you know, that I could just manipulate into getting what I want. Because boy, oh boy, did I need it. It's not a spectator sport. We have to become the change that we seek. And when the heart is changed... Watch how you take a step towards your higher power and watch how that higher power comes sprinting towards you. I defy, I defy you to try that, to become the change you want and, 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 and do the work and not become changed. God will do the transforming. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. Robin, and please give us your last initial. It's your turn, followed by Katie G. Thank you. This is Robin M., uh, Compulsive Overeater. Thank you for your service, and thank you, everybody, on the line today. I just want to say that I'm just I'm very grateful for 
the technology of the phone meetings today. Um, it was a couple years ago, this, this, um, this older woman came to our little struggling OA meeting that I just happened to pop into. Um, and she brought the message of, of the OA vision meeting, the phone meeting. And that was the first time I've been able to hear the recovery and the, the 12 steps in the big book incorporated into OA for many, many years. I've been working this program on and off for a long time. And um, two and a half years ago, this, this woman drove an hour and a half, basically an hour and a half to our meeting to carry this message of recovery and hope. And I just wanted to say I'm forever grateful for that. Um, to be able to hear this message and to hear this, the steps in the first 164 pages, you know, on, on, on the phone line every day, uh, recorded or, or live, is just, it's been such a blessing, um, especially with my work schedule. I do a lot of travel and um, being able to, to use the technology to listen to recorded meetings and, um, and, and dial in. I've, I've been one that's kind of been on the outskirts and, so I'm really trying to, to make a point to or, or take the action to be a part of the meeting now. So um, I'm not, you know, I've not, I've just been uh, kind of lukewarm, even though I've, I've been, I've been trying my hardest, you know, I've, I've done my best. And so I'm not going to beat myself up. And um, there were times I've, I've, I've uh, been able to, I've gone through the steps several times with sponsors in vision and still something was missing and I hope, I hope I'm, I'm getting it this time that, that, um, you know, there's a lot of action to take and I think you guys say that, you know, there's a lot of people that want this and a lot of people that um, need it, but it really, you know, it's the people that do it, that do the work are the ones that are going to be able to, to benefit from it. And, um, I do want to say I do still have to get to face-to-face -face meetings. Um, there, there's a small one that we're, we've just started, and I'm very grateful to the person that's able to get to the meeting every week when I'm not because of my work schedule. And, um, but you know, having people, having God talk through people with skin, and being able to get hugs and, you know, hold hands at the end of the meeting. I mean, there's something to that too. So. Um, I was told in in the beginning when I started this this group, um, it's important to get to face-to-face -to -face meetings too. And if there's not one in your area, find an open AA meeting that you can find that maybe is studying the big book. Um, but for me, that's thank you. For me, that's very important. And with that, I pass. Thank you again. Thanks so much, Robin M. Keep coming back. Katie G, it's your turn, followed by Karen M. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. Good morning, Ms. Mora. Good morning, my fellows. Katie G, recovered in Boston. And what I'm thinking about today <clears throat> is when I came into the rooms 15 years ago, um, I was considered an adult. I might have looked like an adult, and I had no skills for living. My life um, had gotten so small um, I had certainly had some external success. I graduated from college, and from there, my life went downhill. And when I took the courage and, and strength and whatever, was blessed 
to put the food down, my life fell apart. I had no life skills. I didn't know how to relate to people. I didn't know how to get up in the morning. I didn't know really how to breathe. And that was how raw my life felt. And I spent several years in the rooms of OA, um, making people my God, holding them as my hostage, begging, please, someone fix me, someone take away the burning inside of me that still exists that I have been using food to medicate with. And um, thank you, God. Um, I think it was nine years ago that I first heard the message of depth and weight out of the book. And it was like, boom, boom, really? I have an allergy. Oh, my gosh. I have an obsession of the mind. Like, holy smokes, you're speaking my language. And it just caught on fire inside of me. And what's so amazing, what I've loved hearing this morning, is that the language of the heart for me is about that recovery, unity, and service. Like, what am I doing today, right, for the, for the program of OA, to be a member in good standing of OA? And what happens is, because of the steps, Y'all are teaching me how to look like a grown-up, how to act like a grown-up, how to sound like a grown-up. And when I don't, I have tools. And it is so amazing. And, you know, I continue to be profoundly inspired by the steps and by women who walk through the steps and men who walk through the steps through huge challenges. I have walked through an incredibly, God has carried me through an incredibly painful couple months. And you know what? Not once did I wonder, am I going to get through it? I was scared. I didn't know how to deal with the feelings. But I knew what I had to do was press into God and press into the steps. And I couldn't even find God because I was like, these feelings are going to take me over. But I have a roadmap. Where am I currently today with recovery, unity, and service? That little girl who had no skills, that young adult who had no skills, I've been given skills in order to function in the world and not be a demanding crazy lady to keep one crazy addict off the street. So thank you, God, for this program. Thank you, God, for all of you. And I'm going to keep showing up in God-willing learning. Thank you. Thank you, Katie G. Karen M., it's your turn, followed by Vinny P. Good morning, Mara and um, everyone else. This is Karen M., a recovered compulsive overeater in Southern California. And um, I am so, I'm very moved. I feel very emotional. I don't think it's frothy because it's down really deep in my gut. Um, Just a year ago or so, um, I was listening to this uh, meeting and somebody mentioned that he was in, um, in LA at the OA birthday party, which is not too far from me. And, um, you know, I had never met this person. I, had heard him share the language of the heart, the message of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous on the line. And I just texted him and said, you know, I'm going to come over there. <laughs> Can you meet with me? And, um, and he was a member among members. And he took that time to meet with me um, face to face and asking me, you know, what have I got to lose? And, uh, that was the start of a great uh, journey this time, a great adventure. Um, I did not have to wait for the big book to become available to me in my language, in my country. It was always available to me. 
I just wasn't available to it. And since I've asked God to help me make myself available to the big book, that is where the recovery began. And I am so thankful to be able to say that I am recovered today. I am opportunity to with people in Australia via an app and talking and, and sharing. And that to me is amazing. It, it is amazing. But you know what? If the people who I share with in Australia weren't there, if that person, that one person uh, was no longer on the line, if the other people who I've met, who I love dearly, if they weren't here, the big book still would be. And that to me has led me to, you know, a deeper, greater relationship with my higher power, who is always there, has always been there, will always be there. And that to me is what has transformed my life. So thank you all so much for being here. I pass. Thank you, Karen M. Vinny T., it's your turn, followed by Leah M. Uh, Good morning. Can I be heard? Yes, clearly. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. This is Vinny T. in North Carolina, recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I always uh, love this line, you know, we are people who normally would not mix. Um, you know, I'm I'm an isolator like so many of us. And, um, you know, going through this book has, you know, introduced me not only to God, but to all of, you know, humanity, um, you know, to be feeling a part of humanity, having compassion for other people outside of myself. Um, you know, it, it's an amazing gift, um, one that I have to work on every day to keep going. Um, but I am so grateful, you know, for this program, you know, to include me as part of God's world. Uh, uh, thank you. I'll pass. Oh, sorry. Caught me off guard. Benny, thank you for sharing. Leah M., it is your turn. Good morning. Play M star one. Got it. Good morning. Thanks for your service. I, too, love that statement, we are people who normally would not mix. I just love it. I love the diversity. I love the diversity of a face-to-face meeting. I love the diversity of this phone meeting where you hear people calling in, uh, you know, from different parts of the globe. I just love it. You know, the big book text is written by recovered alcoholics, people in whom the problem had been solved. And my my sponsor from way back, uh, he's now passed on, um, he used to say, you know, AA was like a big show-and-tell operation. And I do believe that a good, healthy Overeaters Anonymous meeting, and we are an Overeaters Anonymous meeting, is a big show-and-tell operation. It is a message of hope and possibility. You know, I like to think of it like we're each pieces of mosaic, and when put together, we form a picture of hope. You know, we're young, we're old, we're male, we're female, we're from different parts of the globe, we have different socioeconomic brackets, different levels of education, but I hope it becomes clear that we are result-oriented, that the program of recovery is contained in the text, and it has 
precise set of suggestions for working each step and that the sole purpose of the step work is for each and every one of us individually to find a power through the experience of a spiritual awakening. That there's no hocus pocus, you know what I mean? There's no hocus pocus, there's no evil force here, there's no magic, meaning everybody can get this thing. Our text teaches that when many hundreds of people in whom the problem has been solved are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is the most important factor of our lives, to me that's a powerful statement. It means that all of us, whatever race, creed, or color, are the children of a living creator with whom we can form a relationship if we're willing and honest enough to try. That was a message of hope for me because I had no, I had no uh, concept really of a power greater than myself. That's something uh, that the program of recovery uh, created in me. You know, I believe that I have a better life today than I could have ever had had I never had that illness. Isn't that amazing to say? Because I'm forced to live a quality of life that I would never <laughs> have wanted. But today, it's, it's something that uh, is, 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 is my whole life's breath. That relationship with God, this work that we do, my daily practice, it is the breath I take. And, and when I hear your voices and when I see you, I see God. And I hear God, and I'm inspired by your work. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah M. We have time for two shares. Who would like to share? Hi, Linda R. Linda R. Ida A. One more. Was that Ida? Yes, Ida A. Ida A. There you go. Linda R. Followed by Ida A. Linda R. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, and thanks so much for your service on the line today. Linda R. Recovered in South Florida. And I love, you know, the mixing of the different types of people in the program. And there used to be a slogan, Yale or Jail, Park Avenue, Park Bench. And I'll never forget it. And one of the things that I learned in the program is because of the diversity of program, the lack of judgment and the building of step seven, the humbling and to look at people that have a commonality, you know, in the program. I mean, everyone has my disease in this program. So, you know, they say it's all inclusive and not exclusive. So that's what I got from that, you know, that as I've grown in the recovery process and working the steps, I've learned to embrace people that are not from, you know, the same type of background that I came from and with dignity and to really love them unconditionally when I'm taking them through the steps. So for me, that's what I got from that, you know, the, you know, we're people from all walks of life that come in, but the recovery process is in alignment with the spirituality of the program. Thank you and happy new year. Okay. Thank you, Linda R. Ida A, it's your turn, please. Good morning. Thanks so much for your service, Mara. Ida here, compulsive overeater and grateful compulsive overeater from Northern British Columbia. Thank you all for the past year. This has been an extraordinary meeting for me, one that I have faith in, one that I trust. 
and daily you provide depth and weight. I read the third and the fourth edition, and it's amazing because the, the forwards, um, sorry, I read the forwards, not the whole edition. Um, it is amazing that in my lifetime, between the third and the fourth edition, so many changes. I never dreamed of a cell phone. What is a cell phone? And how I, I feel depth and weight through this cell phone from all of you. I have computer access that I never had in the 70s. Podcast, I had never heard of that word. An app was an appetizer, you know? And on these apps, I can download podcasts that have been saving my life. And so I don't know why I, the big book didn't come alive. Was it the antiquated language? I, I don't know. All I know is through Google, I learned about this retreat where this amazing OA fellow from Chicago living in Arizona made the big book come alive. And he was talking about this visionary conference. And, and so I went. Um, the Calgary conference changed my life about the big book. And all of you at this conference made, made me believe in something like a power greater than myself. And over this past year of being able to use Skype to go to listen to you, my life is forever changed and I am so grateful. The message is alive and well and my life has changed. And thank you all for being part of my recovery. Blessings as we close out this year and enter the new year because Daily surrender, admitting powerlessness, putting the food down, yeah, accepting the plan. I'm not in charge. I've never been, but now I get it. Thank you all. Blessings. I pass. Thank you, Ida A. We have time for a quick two-minute share. Who would like it? The D from Connecticut. Keisha L. Someone from I, Connecticut. Ramona Someone a. from Connecticut has it. Thank you. Your name again, please. Linda D. From Connecticut. Linda D. Please. Yeah. Go. Um, thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'm Linda D. From Connecticut, and I'm so uh, almost speechless over the things that I've heard because I'm living them. <clears throat> and <clears throat> a few days ago at the meeting, there were statistics about how many people of what age. We're in OA, and the older people, I'm going to be 75. I've been in OA since I was 38. I held on, I held on. When it fell apart in this area, I went to AA. But all the thing that tied it all together was the steps and that higher power, and I was an atheist. Boy, God really had to show up, and God did. And it's many years later... I was given, through Grace, uh, a sponsor that's out of this world, fantastic, and she's um, very highly skilled in the steps and the spiritual development, and eventually uh, got to uh, the meeting that preceded this meeting. It had another name, and then this meeting was formed, and it's saved my life because it is God with skin on it. And uh, I'm going to start to cry. There are people in this meeting that I love so dearly. You will never know 
what you have done for me that I can pass on to others, and I do. And I have a life second to none, no matter what crap goes on, because crap goes on. Where else can you call and hear someone for me this morning, KDG, having lived the same two months or so, and you know it's going to work. I am so very grateful, and I love you, and Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing. Okay, we have come to the end of our meeting. And um, my goodness, thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Um, please stay tuned for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing of this meeting. And today's share ID is 12,360, 12360. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Carmela G., would you please read page 164? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you so much, Maura. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.